Welcome to Define You Radio, After Dark Conversations, where real people have unfiltered conversations about the topics that influence the way we think, feel, and move. Each week, with your host, Valencia Griffin-Wallace. Welcome to Define You Radio, After Dark Conversations. I am your host, Valencia Griffin-Wallace. Since it is the month of love, February, my birth month, the most perfect month of the year, we will be covering various topics to help you get your love life together in 2021. Today, we are discussing when to know it is over so you can find the love you deserve. We are joined by Queen Donna Barnes. Queen Donna, say hello to the people. Hello, everyone. It's it's crazy introducing you because you're like a regular, you know? <laughs> yes. But um, I thought this was a very interesting topic because a lot of people are in relationships they don't want to be in or they don't know how to exit or any of that that I've never had an issue with. But we'll talk about that later. So. <laughs> How do you know when a relationship is over? I, for me, I believe that you know when a relationship is over, when you're not worried if you hear from that person or not throughout the day. You could care less what time that person comes home. Um, you just, you, I think you have this vibe and you feel this vibe and you just know that it's just not there anymore. Like you're able to feel, you're able to feel it. You know, you can't, you might ignore it, but you're definitely able to feel it. You're able to feel like the disconnect. We're not connecting. We're not vibing. We're having all these arguments all the time. We just can't seem to get along. It's just not working anymore. Like, I don't care if you live or die. Yeah. Or maybe definitely if I'm not taking a bullet for you. (laughs) It's to me, like I, everything you said is like a hundred percent true because I know I've been in relationships that I knew was over. Like I was done. Like you said, I didn't care if I heard from the person would roll my eyes when the phone would ring type situation. Like I was just done, but that is harder exiting a relationship. If Y'all live together. It is. It is. It it is, but the truth, you know, the disconnect will still be there. It'll still be there. My last relationship, um, me and the guy lived together. And maybe two weeks before we broke up, the disconnect started to be there. I could tell that he was distance, distancing himself. He was being very forgetful. Like he would never lose his debit card and he lost his debit card. So just paying attention to those little cues, you know, I I was able to tell the disconnect was there. Now, did I want him to leave? No, I wanted to ignore the disconnect, you know, because I enjoyed the the relationship. But the truth be told, the disconnect was still there. Hmm. So, and I've heard this said, like, um, when a woman's done, she's mm-hmm. done. You know, um, 
but with that being said, like, do you think, okay, so do you think women tend to show more like I'm done and exit? Or do you think men show it more? My opinion, I think men show it more because even if a woman sometimes know that they're done, they'll still try to make find a way to make it work. So I think more more men, when it, they're done, they're done. Because a man, they're just going, you know, they're going to up and leave or they're going to cheat or, they, you know, they're going to do what they do. For a woman, we're going to probably, if we're cheating, we're going to be a little more secretive and things like that. But we'll still just stay there and have our cake on the side too. <laughs> That's a whole other, that's a whole other, <laughs> other show. Um, because that age old, I don't know if it's age old, but it's a discussion about who cheat more men or women. And I, I say women do women mm-hmm. cheat more. It's just women don't get caught. Right. Like so that, that would be, we're going to have to get some men on, on that topic. But I think men would agree that women cheat more. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. So you kind of hit on working things out. Like what, why should you try to work things out or, you know, should, should you just exit? I think it depends on how far gone the relationship is, because sometimes there's no point of no return. Like some things can be worked out, but some things cannot be worked out. So for instance, if you're in a relationship and your significant other is constantly cheating on you, how much more are you going to be willing to stay? You know, there, there some people are going to say, you know, through thick and thin and, you know, we took these vows. But in the Bible, it also say, too, that's one of the ways we could get that divorce if someone commits adultery. So I think it depends. Now, if we cheat one time and I forgive you, we're going to counseling, we're making it work. That's a different story. It may can work, but we have to look at what is worth salvaging. Is it worth us having to be on guard or extra cautious because we've been hurt by this person before? If we choose to stay in a relationship because someone has hurt us, are we going to fully forgive that person? Are we going to really let our guard down again? So it all just all those factors definitely depend and definitely we have to keep social media out of the relationship. And some of our friends, because they don't have the best, you know, advice for us. At the end of the day, it's all about what you and that person want to do. So if you and that person want to make it work and y'all going to be fully committed into making it work, then it may be able to work. But if one person is still straddling the fence and then, you know, you on this side and you're for sure, it's not going to work because that person still don't know for sure that they want to be with you. Mm. I, I look at this and I know, you know, we're going to talk about this in a other conversation that y'all have to stay tuned, but, yes. <laughs> um, with my ex and I think maybe cause that's partially how I'm built up to where either like I'm never straddling the fence, right? There's mm-hmm. e- either where I'm connected or I'm not. So whenever something happens, that that person that I lose that connection it's just okay I'm about to go I'm bouncing and I have no interest of working things out not like wholly you know not like you know what I'm saying like um Mm -hmm. with my ex I knew it was over 
Like I knew I was done. Um, Cause I gave, you know, different chances for different things. And that was more of an, an emotional side, like, you know, treat me certain this kind of way versus that kind of way. And I'm going to give you so many chances to do what I'm telling you I need. Mm-hmm. And then I'm done. There was no, and it was funny because when I was like done and I did give a warning, right? Like mm-hmm. real talk. I gave like a whole two years. So I said like, look, this is the issues I'm having and you have until this date to fix it or this date I'm leaving. And I understand most people don't do that. But I was trying to be nice because I have been with this person a long time. They thought I was playing and I said, okay, exactly this day or, or this month of this year, I'm leaving. Uh-huh. And that person thought I was playing until I had a couple of months before that started, you know, packing stuff, everything else. And then at that point when it was like, damn, she really leaving. Okay. Well, can we go to counseling? Can we figure this out? Can-? And by that time I was like so far done. And I'm like, I told you this two years ago, like you thought I was playing. Like that's not my personality. Right. And I'm, I gave up. I look, I did my part. I told you what issues I was having. You were making me depressed. You were, you know, I felt like, you know, certain things was going on in the relationship that I didn't like. So fix it. Let's go to counseling. And he didn't want to. So, okay. Now I start playing in my exit strategy. Mm-hmm. However, we did not have kids together. So do you think that if you have kids with the person that you know you're, the relationship is done, do you think you should stay? Mm, that's, a, that's a hard one. And let me tell you why. In a sense, I say yes, but in a sense, I say no. And I say yes, if you really think that it's going to work, that we're not going to cause harm to our kids by staying together then I will say, yes, let's stay and try to make it work. But if we're going to continue to bicker, if we're going to continue to argue, if nothing is going to change, then we need to leave because this is what our kids is seeing. And if our kids are seeing these things, they're going to get to the point to where they think it's okay when they grow up and it's not okay. So it's not okay when you do it. It's not okay for your child to have to go through it too. So I definitely think that we have to look at all the factors to consider if it's staying or not. Even like when we're in marriages and some people, I hear a lot of people say that they stay together for their kids. But then when you talk to some of their kids, some of the kids wish that their parents would have broken up because Mm -hmm. of the damage, the trauma, the toxic that they saw growing up. So we have to really look at, is it best for our kids or is it best that we're separate? When me and my son father separated, we were better separated. To be honest, we was, we got better when he went to jail. Because before we couldn't be friends. So again, seeing and knowing what's going to be better for you, that person in your whole situation and your children. If it's really not going to work and you have it made up in your mind that it's not going to work, it's best to just leave it alone. If you just stand for finances, you can make your own money. So we really just have to definitely see 
if it's really worth it because it's going to cause, sometimes it could cause more harm than help in the situation. I know um, as a child of divorce, my parents got divorced. I don't know. Maybe I was like five, six, seven. I don't exactly remember the age, but I remember the cheating because I was a grown kid. So I was very observant with what was going on. So I didn't, I, you know, I don't remember what their relationship was like because my dad was in the Navy, so he was going a lot. So I don't remember, you know, any like arguments or fighting or anything of that. So like from a child's eyes, looking at it, when they got divorced and then started involving other people, because both of them remarried, I, from a child, I wish they would have stayed together. But like I said, I don't, I was too young. I don't know if they ever argued or, you know, had what else was going on besides the cheating Mm -hmm. um, to say, because I know, whereas, you know, my dad married a lady that gave me two brothers, you know, she was aight. Hey, Paulette, if you're listening. Um, Even though they're not married anymore, but, you know, I mean, she was cool. I was hell as a kid, but whatever. Um, the man my mom married, if I looked at that, I I was always like, I wish my parents would have been together. Mm-hmm. Um, because he was very toxic. But that's a discussion for a whole other day. Like even hearing that man's name to this day make my skin crawl. Mm. Um so from a from a kid's point of view, I wish my parents would have stayed together only because I didn't see the problems they had besides cheating. And I know that sounds crazy because cheating is enough, Mm -hmm. but um, I just, that's how I look at it. Now as a parent with the child, I I'm very much like, uh, uh, you know, with me and, my son's dad, we weren't really in a quote unquote relationship. We were in a situationship, <laughs> even though it wasn't called that back in the nineties. That's what it was. Um, I just, you know, we weren't serious enough to, to think about it, but even trying to, once I got pregnant, there was like no discussion I looked at it like, look, just because I'm pregnant and having a kid don't mean we need to all of a sudden be in a relationship because you're not even the type of person I'd be in a relationship with. You know, Mm -hmm. I was 19. It made sense at the time. And it was a better move, I think. Now, my son may feel a different way. You know, that's a whole other, other discussion, but it just didn't make sense. Your daddy was a whole you know, <laughs> so <laughs> that's all I got to say. An old one at that. Because I've discussed this on the show. Like, after I got pregnant, I found out he was like 33. And I was 19. And I'm like, that's gross. He looked young. And mm-hmm. he said he was 26. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. But 
I'm not bashing him because one thing I can say, he did pay his child support faithfully. Anyway, to the next topic. (laughs) (laughs) So when when a relationship is like done, y'all tried to work it out. It ain't going to work. Whatever you know, you're going to leave. Is it is it best to like make a quick exit? Like I'm done. Pack your stuff. You leave the next day, later that day or whatever, or a slow exit like I did with my ex and I did a two year exit, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think it just, it goes back to like, depending on the situation. So like when me and my um, ex, when we separated, when we noticed the disconnect, we decided to separate because he was in my life for two years. So we talked to my son about it together and he told me my apartment is going to be ready at such and such time. And when his apartment was ready, he moved out. So I think it's best to have a conversation before we leave, before we exit that relationship. So it doesn't have to be bad blood. Sometimes relationships just don't work out. So let's talk about it. So we'd be able to exit the right way because we don't want to exit in a more chaotic way than what the relationship was already in, because that's just going to leave bad blood. So exit in a way that won't leave bad blood. Were you already a therapist at this time? I was, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I was a therapist at the time, but not as good as I am now. I'll say right, I was just starting out. You, you had already, cause like you saying that and everything you just said makes sense because even though you were just starting out, your mind was already maturing or matured in, in that way. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, you know, so you like thought about all of it and handled things in a, in a very mature way. I don't know that that's true for the average person. Like think about people, you know, or may have counseled mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure you, you do probably tell them, okay, well have a conversation. Like, I think if I was your patient, you probably would have told me don't come back. <laughs> so... <laughs> And I think for me too, oh, go ahead. No, uh uh-uh. I think for me too, I I think I just had enough. I I think I got to the point to where I had enough of trying to beg or convince someone to stay with me. If they wanted to leave, I, I was okay with it. Now, have you been the quote unquote lever? Yes. Okay. Yes. So did you make your exit quick or slow? Did you try to make the person? Honestly, with that one, I left when they was at work. See? Okay, so let's talk about that one. (laughs) Why you ain't trying to work it out? Uh Uh-uh, because that was the the baby daddy. So, you know, when you you know the the person that you're dealing with, you know know how they are, you know their moves, you know what's going to set them off. Mm Mm-mm. I left when he was at work. I knew better. (laughs) I know um, with a relationship that I don't count except for the lessons I got from it when I was in my early 20s and with a very physically abusive man. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's definitely another discussion we'll have closer to October, give or take. But um, 
just that going back and forth. And it wasn't like I knew the relationship was over from the first time that he slapped me and I tried to pull his braids out. I'm not advocating violence or mm-hmm. anything of that nature. However, how I'm built, you hit me, I'm going to hit you back. Right. And so that should have been like, I knew the relationship wasn't going to work, but I was just, I was, I don't know if I was trying to make it work or I don't know. It's a different mindset you have at 21, 22, 23 versus in your 40s. Um, so with that, it was more of a, me exiting safely. Mm-hmm. And I think we might've talked about it before last year, like, you know, leaving like a abusive relationship or those things. So like I knew with that, I had to be a little manipulative, you know, because I honestly knew then, and I know it's different with a quote unquote regular relationship versus an abusive relationship. Cause your exits like, you know how it's best to to handle it. But because of his personality, I had to make it like, look, we can't afford to be together. I'm going to go, you know, like, I can't remember because it was so long ago. But it was more of I made it seem like the situation, not like it was him or me or the violence. Mm-hmm. I tried to put it like a financial move. Now, what happened after that? Different story. But <laughs> I think it just, like you said, you got to know the person you're you're leaving and who who you're dealing with to know the best way for you to leave. You know, um, that's my five cents on that. Yes. Mm, you do. <laughs> you definitely have to know. So. Think of, I'm thinking about like this whole term people use now, (laughs) co-parenting. So, okay. So what exactly is co-parenting? I believe co-parenting is just like what it says. We're co-parenting. So we're both participating in raising the child that we both created. So To me, that's what co-parenting is. Co-parenting is, okay, I'm not going to talk about your mama bad behind your, you know, behind (laughs) her back or in front of my child and vice versa. I'm not going to talk about the daddy bad in front of my child. We're co-parenting. Guess what? If my child comes to me and say, well, my daddy said I can have this, mama needs to get on the phone and call daddy. Hey, such and such, such said you said he could have this. Is this true? We need to be on the same page. That's what co-parenting is. Because guess what? If that child knows that they could play one parent against the other, that's what their child is going to do. And it's going to raise conflict. So co-parenting is definitely working together to raise your child the best way that y'all can in different households. Mm. I think my parents attempted to co-parent from different states. I don't know. Like I remember they had an agreement that Unless me and my sister wanted to be like, they would never split me and my sister up. So if we wanted to go live with my dad, both of us would have to agree and Mm. and want to go, Uh, which put undue pressure on us as kids, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, However, I was that kid. Okay. I apologize for nothing. 
<laughs> I did as a child. Let me just state that. But it was when we was with my dad and I didn't care for my stepmom because at the end of the day, she wasn't my mama and she was from Washington and they don't season their food. I just remember that part <laughs> as a kid. Okay. And I would, I remember call, like I would call my mom and lie on my stepmom. I was that kid. Okay. I will say that. I will fully admit that. Mm-hmm. So I think I probably got in the way of, of, co-parenting um so with that being said because like I said there was cheating that ended my parents marriage Mm -hmm. how do you co-parent let's take me let's take the child being messy out the equation Mm -hmm. how do you co-parent when the relationship ends badly y'all can't stand each other to talk like do you co-parent by notes text because I've seen I've seen it go wrong lead to arguments fights all other kind of stuff uh when the relationships end badly not in my own life but people i know mm-hmm. this is the this is how i look at it because some of some of our african-american men be quick to say you know we don't want those people the folks like the judges and stuff in our business especially <laughs> like when it comes to the child support I like to think yeah. of it the same way. So we need to try to find some type of way to where we could communicate regarding our children to where we ain't got to get nobody else involved. It shouldn't have to have, we shouldn't have to have a third party getting involved just so we could communicate. We was communicating well when we slept to have this child. So let's mm. try to communicate well now so we could raise the child. Because again, it goes back to we don't want our child to become toxic based on the things that our child see us doing. So if it's through a text message. Let's communicate through a text message, but I think it's going to be best to communicate through the phone. We need to talk on the phone because text message don't have a tone. Mm. So that could send things more left than what things already are. So being the bigger parent, being the bigger person, because we're grown adults, we need to talk about it. We need to communicate over the phone. I don't have to see you. I don't have to like you. I'm going to respect what you say. You're going to respect what I say. We're going to have boundaries in place. When it comes to our kids. Other than that, we have nothing to talk about. Mm. Yeah, I hear that. That's all I could say. <laughs> but me me and my son's dad didn't mm-hmm. have uh, issues with quote-unquote uh, quote co-parenting. Number one, I was here in Louisiana. He was in Georgia. I laid my foot down. My child is not leaving me because I don't know your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I, w- I was young in the way that I see things now versus then is a little different, but not so much. The only time we really had issues or had an issue um, was when he got involved with somebody else. And it wasn't coming from me. It was the person he was involved with. Mm hmm had the nerve to get on the phone. Like I wasn't young and crazy. (laughs) Um, And that ruined our communication. It was like a done deal because, Mm -hmm. you know, I, and I think I could see it from, from different points of views, that situation, but it's not, I'm not going to, if you have a baby with somebody, you have no business arguing with somebody they dating. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if y'all just dating, like we we should have no communication. Y'all dating and I'm in a whole other state. Right. So I don't like who are you? Uh, which was my feelings at the time. You know? Uh so that was that, but that ended like any communication that we would have when things have been going fine for years. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna just throw that out and there I, and leave that alone. Go ahead, baby. And I think too, we ha- as parents, like we have to think about our kids. So before we, you know, if we separate from the parent and we go move on, you know, to someone else, don't put that next person before your child. Your right. child was there first. Your child should always come first and no, he or she shouldn't have a, he or she can have a say so, but you're going to have to really consider what you're going to take into consideration that somebody else said that's not the parent because that could affect your relationship with your child. And again, dating Mm -hmm. versus somebody you're engaged to or married to. Right. And what I think a lot of mistakes, I know this conversation going a different way, but you know, it is what it is. I think a lot of times, cause I I've been on both ends of, of that, uh, situation. Right. So I look at it like, if this is just somebody you are, are number one, we don't need to talk. Mm-hmm. We don't, and that's how I looked at it from that point of you being the quote unquote baby mama. I don't need, why, why is this girl on the phone? I'm not calling you because I, because I want you because honestly, if I knew you were that much older than me, I wouldn't have fooled with you anyway. <laughs> um, just being honest. Um, so the girl on the phone and it was the things that she said, like literally I was ready to get in my car and drive them eight hours to Georgia. Because like you don't know me, you just run out the side of your mouth. So that is not the way that you approach the situation. Mm-hmm. Dealing with the quote unquote baby mama. Now from the other side of that, because when I got, when me and my husband started dating, he had kids, right? Mm-hmm. And I took this approach that, you know, we, we were dating, we were seeing each other. I think a year later we met his kids and I told him I met his kids. And I was like, I was honest. If I don't like your kids or if they're bad or if it's some baby mama drama, we will not have a relationship. And I was honest because people want to be like, oh, kids, this and kids so sweet. No, they're they have some bad kids (laughs) out there that you don't want to be the step parent of. Right. So I was honest. I said, look, if I meet your kids and I don't like them, we just going to be a situation ship, basically. But I'm married, so y'all fill in the blanks on that. However, dealing with the baby mamas, I did have to put my foot down only because how they came at me, you know, and that that'll be a discussion. That'll definitely definitely have to be a conversation. It's like being being the baby mama versus being the new wife, Uh you know. But I, I'll say either way, when you're dealing with just 
I only can speak for Valencia as a person, regardless of what role you are in my life, don't come off hollering at me because it's, it ain't going to never like forgiveness. is not a thing for me. I'm always keep that same energy. All right. <sighs> Go ahead and let the therapist part kick in. <laughs> <laughs> no, because in this damn time, I told you, you have would to kick do that. me out your office. Uh-uh. I just re- oh, okay. reread you the same rights, you know. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's true, though. We have to get to that point to where we do, you know, be able to kick out the same energy. Because sometimes that could get overwhelming. Sometimes it could really get overwhelming and that could really get stressful. And, some, and that goes back to, like, we us having to know, like, when, when it's time to exit. Whether friendship, relationship, situationship. When it's taking your peace, when you could see yourself, <laughs> when you could see yourself in orange, it's a problem. <laughs> or are them referee stripes? Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. So do you think now I say no mm-hmm. with this, but I know a lot of people that are still friends with their, with their ex. So let's say there's no kids involved. Um, and y'all, you know, y'all relationship didn't necessarily end badly. You know, y'all just parted ways, whatever. Do you think you should remain friends with an ex? No. And I'm going to say no. That's so clear. Yeah. Cause I, I, I wanted to, I did that before. Like I tried to remain, um, friends with my last boyfriend, but I did that because I wanted to get him back. I was like, well, maybe if we be friends, maybe he'll go back to realizing what he missed. You know, maybe we could get back together. So I had, mine was for something completely different, but it's hard to remain friends with somebody that you love. Like, how are you going to move forward by continuing to hold on to that? Mm -mm. And then you have to think about that significant other when you do get in a relationship. So no, I don't play that friends with my ex stuff. Cause just as y'all still friends, you could go back and creep in and vice versa. I agree. Now, this is not something that was on our conversation list but it's something that uh me and the and shannon and levon discussed mm-hmm. do you think and so i want to take this opportunity to ask you this question do you think that men and women could be friends like if you had you know let's say you, you in a relationship do you have a problem with your husband boyfriend whatever having a female friend and y'all not friends. Mm, yeah. Like if this ain't your childhood friend from first grade, if y'all just met in college and I'm just, I'm meeting <laughs> you in college too, we, we got issues. Nah, unless I'm a, I'm a have to meet her. But then that, I think that goes back to being in tune with your partner, because guess what? If you're in, in tune with your partner, you're going to be able to tell when they're, the disconnect start to form, or you'll be able to tell when their mannerisms change, when their behavior change. The way they talk change. So mm-mm, I, I can't do that friend thing unless she must be a childhood friend and I must have met her. She come over when I'm over and that's it. Okay. So now do, do you have male friends? When I'm in a relationship? Like currently. Yeah. Well, I'm currently single, but I have like guy friends that might like me so we conversate but if i'm in a relationship no i don't believe in having a male friend okay 
interesting. <laughs> interesting. Cause you, and the reason why I say that is cause like in this quote unquote industry, you know, where we're, you're speaking, writing, doing different things, you know, you're going to meet a lot of different people. Some of them may be men. Mm-hmm. So if the person that you, you get with have an issue with you being friendly with people that's in the industry, like how, how, how would you handle that? You know what I'm saying? Well, I guess it's the difference between a friend and a colleague. Mm. So I would, you know, I wouldn't have that friend. We, I wouldn't classify a colleague as a friend. Like we only talk when it has something to do with work. I'm referring somebody to him and he's doing the same vice versa, but we ain't going to have no conversations outside of work anyway. But if something was to happen and, you know, he calls my phone at a certain time or anything like you could be right there. I'll put it on speakerphone and you'll see that it's very, you know, business wise, but that's all that it will ever be, you know? So being able to separate that friend from the the colleague. Mm, like that. I, I say this and this is something I always said. If you're in a relationship, just don't do anything that you would not do in front of that person. Mm-hmm. So that includes conversations. That includes whatever. Uh, like if I wouldn't do it in front of my husband, that's a key indicator that I probably shouldn't be doing it. Right. At least that, that's how I make it simple. So, cause I know, especially, you know, with the podcast and having different people on different relationships traveling, like if that, if, if the conversation is one way and I feel like this is not a conversation I would have in front of my husband, cause I've had to block people. <laughs> like, I'm not even gonna lie. I, I've, had to block people from calling my phone and text messaging me because they took it uh, like it, it'll be about this and then it'll be that little inappropriate text like uh uh-uh. uh you know so mm-hmm. that's my five cents on <laughs> on that um now before somebody moves into a relationship let's say they know it's over. They're not going to work it out. They exited the relationship. How do you know if you need to like heal and take some deep reflection and all of that stuff before you move on to the next? I think before any relationship anyway, we need to heal because we don't need to go into the next relationship with the same, you know, with the baggage from the past relationship. So I definitely think that whether, you know, whether we feel we need healing or not, we, we need it because we need to go into the next relationship, a different person. So we need to be able to see what went wrong in the last relationship. We need to remove blame because sometimes we could blame ourselves for, Oh, if I would have done this, or maybe if I would have done that, sometimes it's not even us. So it's sometimes it could definitely be the other person. So I think we need to look at the ends and the odds of the relationship, why the relationship failed, what we could do different in the next relationship if we choose to get in the next relationship, but definitely take time to be with self so we can get to that place of healing and refine ourselves, refine ourselves, because that's going to be definitely important. Sometimes we lose our identities in our relationships. What if you meet somebody in the process of your healing? Do you then put love off and say, 
okay, look, check back with me in about a month or two. You know what I'm saying? Like, because to me, healing, and you know, you the therapist, so you know. Like, you you know. Um, to me, I think healing is like a lifelong thing from what from whatever you need healing from. It is. And I, because I look at like, um, you know, it's been... 26, 27 years, give or take, since my mom died, right? Mm-hmm. So not tur- not turning the conversation that way, but just in, in the mindset of healing. So this is something like I can't, I'll never close a chapter and say I'm healed from this. It's a lifelong process. Mm-hmm. So with love, especially, I look at the abusive relationship I had. I still... And all these, you know, you're talking about 20 years later. I feel like some sometimes I feel like I'm still healing from that because I'll see something and I'll get triggered. And honestly, I don't know if at this point in time in my life, if I ran across him, that I wouldn't throw something at him at least just for wasting so time in my young adult life. You know, I don't know that, but I'm healed. I look at it like I'm healed from it. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'm still healing. I think, like you said, we'll always be healing. Um, and just because we heal from a certain thing don't mean it's not going to come back up. We just going to have okay. to put it back in its place when it do come back up. That's the part of being healed. So when we're healed, it's not going to bother us to a, the effect that it did before when we wasn't healed from it. So you'll be able to tell the difference. But if you find someone who's interested in you, while you're on your healing journey, it's not to say you can't talk to them. You can talk to them. You could come conversate with them. But if you see that in a week or two and you just all bubbly and feeling in love, then we still got some more healing to do. <laughs> with that being said, y'all make sure y'all catch it's, it's almost like a part two of this discussion. We're going <laughs> to talk a little bit about rebounding, but if you just listen to this episode, Queen Donna, how can the audience follow you? They can follow me on Instagram at Gracefully Purpose Counseling. Um, that's my business page. And I also have Instagram at higher underscore above average 2015. I'm also on Facebook at Donna Barnes. And my website is www.gracefullypurposecounseling.com. Yay. So with that being said, I want you guys to think about this. Is your relationship in a coma or is it in the grave? Do you know that it's over? Does your partner know it's over and you just don't know? Is it time? Are you going to resuscitate it or are you going to exit? That's my questions for you guys. With that being said, Let us know at the Define You on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, have conversations that mean something, especially with the one you like or love. You have been listening to Define You Radio after dark conversations. If you learn something, don't keep it to yourself. Share with your friends, family, and foes. Make sure you go over to defineuradio.com and subscribe for monthly giveaways and more.